It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. I'm excited to introduce you all to one of my dear friends. His name is Ben Price. And over these upcoming six weeks, he is going to be sort of uh, filling in on our Wednesday edition of Daily Thunder. Uh, He is uh, known uh, in Australia as Australia's best impersonator. And so he is just loaded with voices. I think he has around 200 voices. And he is a really funny guy. Uh, But as a result, a lot of people just think of him as a comedian, and they don't realize that there's this whole other dimension to Ben Price that I would like you to catch a vision for, and that is he is passionate about Jesus Christ. He wants to share Jesus with the world, but he has these unique talents. So how does someone with these unique talents leverage it to build the kingdom of heaven? And that's what this first episode is about. It's the unique tension of what he has walked through to truly take something that seems rather worldly. You know, when you know all these voices of movie actors, how do you take that and somehow leverage it? Well, that's the beauty of what we see God doing inside of this man, Ben Price. I hope you enjoy this. It's everybody's favorite president here, and what a huge honor this is for you to have me here right now to tell you it's time for Thunder Down Under with Ben Price. It'll be huge. Well, thank you so much, Donald. Wow, that's an amazing introduction. Uh, it sure is good to see everyone. Well, I can't see everybody, but uh, it's good to be here. Ben Price here with Thunder Down Under. And when you say uh, Down Under, you've got to really accentuate the Aussie accent because, well, that's where I'm from, Australia and uh, Australia. Australia. We don't even say the A. We're so lazy down in, so laid back, I should say, down in Australia. We, we don't even say Australia. We say Australia. And uh, so you may have been wondering where what where am I from? Uh, who is this guy? I don't even know myself sometimes, but uh, I am, uh, well, I am part of the Ellerslie alumni. I've been over there a few times, and so you might have seen me there, or you might have seen me walking down the road. Um, that could have been me. Uh, you might have seen me in a previous podcast known as Eric's Funny Friend. And uh, yeah, I was uh, in one of those where I was doing a bunch of impressions, uh, including Eric, uh, which by the way, if I imitate someone, let me just say, first up, it's, it's a tribute to that person. It is, you know, when I'm doing an Eric Ludi impersonation, sometimes, you know, you have to start in in that particular zone there. And as a result, you know, sometimes you get a little louder when you're doing an Eric impersonation. And so, uh, you know, if I'm at a restaurant, I'll see something I like. I don't know what that guy's got over there, but whatever it is, it's high time we got some of that here right now. We got to get some of that stuff, the manly stuff. It's a dessert. Oh, oh, so the... It's the second. Yeah. Oh, there's always twos. Always twos. I, I don't know. I could possibly be a standing if uh, Eric's doing Daily Thunders. There's a thought. And you're, you know, really busy week. You could, I'd, I'd fill in. I'd, I'd be happy to, you know, be Eric for a week and just do your voice and, you know, help you out a little bit. That'd be great. Just send me the notes and I'll read it. Yeah. Well, that'd be great. I, I used to tell people jokingly that I was... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice double. Yeah, so, uh, you know, him stunt doubles, I used to say, well, you know, I'm a voice double. You know, sometimes it'd be Arnold, like if he was uh, doing a line and they, you know, it's going to cost too much to bring him back to the studio, they'd just get me in and I could just pretend to be Arnold and say, you know, uh, get to the chopper, do it now. And that could have been me instead of, you know, Arnold, it could have been me in the movies. People 
really? Did you do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd do it for uh, President Trump. You know, some speeches they needed me to fill in and I'd pretend to be President Trump. It was tremendous. It was fantastic. It really was. And by the way, what a huge honor it is for you to have me. Uh, by the way, my favorite book in the world, the Bible, and uh, especially Nehemiah, because he built a huge wall all around Jerusalem. It's fantastic. And uh, I love David. King David was great. Uh, he was falsely accused a lot, quite a lot. And uh, fake news, even back then. A lot of people left uh, Saul's camp and they went to join Camp David, which Camp David is tremendous. It really is fantastic. I'd say, no, I don't really do that for a living, but uh, hey, it'd be a good job. Uh, no, I do comedy for a living. I've done it for uh, over 20 years. In fact, uh, I was on Australia's Got Talent and done a lot of TV shows. Uh, just, you know, that's that's what I've done. But I'll say this, um, even better than that, even better than, if I'm going to brag, I'm going to brag about this. I'm not going to brag, but I'm going to tell you this. My greatest imitation is Jesus. Uh, absolutely, because I love the Lord and that is the greatest thing for me above any anything I've ever done and the greatest imitation. You know, Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And that's what I want to do. That's what my absolute goal in life is to be like Christ as Christians. Uh, and the way to imitate Christ is not by trying to say, well, what did Jesus do? And I'll, I'll try and mimic that. That's not quite how to do it. Uh, a lot of people do that. But the way, the best way to imitate him is to allow him to do it in and through you. He's not really doing an impersonation or imitation as such. He's just being him. You decrease so he can increase in your life. And so that's the greatest for me above anything else. And, you know, I've been a Christian now for, uh, well, as long as I can remember. And, you know, it was probably back in 2009, I, I think... Um, I'm not great with maths. There's three types of people in the world, those that can count and those that can't. And so, yeah, I don't know where I fit into that, but uh, it was around that time where God really uh, woke me up. You know, there's woke people, but God woke me uh, from being lukewarm. I used to, uh, you know, I'd go to church every week. I'd have a Bible study every fortnight, which by the way, I'm from Australia, which means every two weeks. Oh, oh right. Yeah, right. We say fortnight, which sounds very Shakespearean, doesn't it? Yes, every fortnight we'd have a Bible study and, you know, I'd, I'd do all the right things. And I did love the Lord, but it was kind of like, yeah, I'm just going through the motions. And I was really woken by the Lord to get real. Like I used to tell people like Dr. Phil would say, get real. It was one of my impressions. And uh, but it was from that moment on that there was no turning back. Um, I likened it to, uh, you know, I went to a adventure park one time and they had all kinds of rides and slides. This particular slide they had was the, the degree of the angle that the slide was on was like, it was almost 90 degrees. Now it wasn't quite 90 degrees. If it was, it wouldn't be a slide. It would be a wall uh, and you just go straight down. But to to go down this slide so there was no friction, you'd wear this uh, these tradesman overalls and you'd go down this slide and I remember just, oh, I'm going to do it. And I went up to the top of the slide and uh, kind of paused and went, oh, I, I don't know if I want to do it. And there was a lady up the top there who was, you know, helping kids go down the slide. And I was about to walk back down and I I didn't want to walk back down. I wanted to do it, but I said to her, 
how many people, you know, don't go ahead with it? And she said, 40%. Oh, oh, right. Like very specifically, she gave me the stats, 40%. And I said, okay, I don't want to be part of that. I want to, I want to do it. And then I'm hanging on to the rungs as I'm about to fall. Now, once you're hanging on like that and your legs are dangling, all you got to do is let go and drop and you go down this slide. And it's at that point, it's a point of no return. And I remember thinking afterwards, it's a bit like that with walking uh, the narrow path that leads to life. Be- being a Christian, you know, it's like going to that point of no return where it's like, all right, I'm all in now. There's no turning back. Are you sure? Yep, this is it. Like the computer will say, are you sure? <laughs> and that was my point. And I went ahead and I said, I'm not turning back. And uh, thank God, because from that point on, but, you know, as an impersonator, you start to wonder, things are going to change now, uh, even though, you know, this is great, by the way, God radically changes your life. Even though I was a Christian, I felt like I'd been born again, again. And so, but now I really understood the gospel and, and, and verses like Mark 8.35 became so real to my life where it says, you know, for whosoever would uh, hold on to this life or or try to save his life, will lose it. But whoever loses their life for my sake and the gospel will find it or will be saved. And so I began to understand that's the that's the cost, not trying to hold on to this life, this career of mine. You see, even though I was a Christian, I was like, I was making my career the focal point and making the, the comedy everything. And even though I was praying, God, can you help what I'm doing over here rather than God saying, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to lose this life for my sake and the gospel in order to find the greatest, not, not something that it would be anything in the world like a comedy show or anything like that. Those things don't compare, but finding Christ in a greater, deeper way, it's like, wow, why would I want to hold on to anything anyway? This is the greatest. And even though that's wonderful, you begin to wonder now what's my life going to look like? Because even though I was doing comedy, which is kind of clean, I realized I'd look back on old DVDs. Now, do you remember DVDs? And uh, no one has DVDs anymore. Oh, we have them, but what do you do with them now? They're drink coasters now. But, you know, I used to look back at my old DVDs and think, oh, I'd cringe. I'd go, oh, oh, I wouldn't have said that now because God has changed me is even though I'd look at that and say it was fairly clean back then, I didn't swear. I'd, I'd look at it now and go, you know what? God, you have changed me so much. It's not me trying to be good. It's God's grace. And he's He's done a work in me. And I go, wow, that's so good. And I remember telling Eric when I first met Eric, actually, it was in 2014. And he, I remember he said it's something like, you know, it's like putting everything into a, uh, it's like, what did he say? It was like, uh, consecrated comedy is, you know, it's like putting everything into a dishwasher, whatever goes down the, the, the plug or the sink, it's, uh, let it happen. And whatever stays, you know, you keep that. Does that make sense? And so it was like allowing God to say, whatever needs to go has got to go and whatever's going to stay will stay. But I didn't know there was a, a few years where I was confused and, and I wasn't watching a lot of the shows that I used to watch. So when you're not watching these movies or when you're not watching these shows, how do I imitate these people? So that's the kind of questions I'd go through because I was watching you know, Eric Lutier. I, was, I think it was in 2009 I was, or 2010, I was watching all these Francis Chan 
sermon. So I went watching Francis Chan. He's like, God, you're so high and you're so... and I was doing imitations of him. Not because I you know wanted to, but just because that's how I'm watching. I was, I was watching Leonard Ravenhill sermons. I started imitating Leonard Ravenhill. Not because I'm trying to learn a Leonard Ravenhill. Just because I'm watching these people. And I thought, if I'm not watching those characters anymore, what's it going to look like? And, and not just that, but, you know, do I do a voice of someone that's been in a movie that I would no way recommend because I don't want to I don't want to cause anyone to stumble you know what I mean these questions are going through my mind so there's this confusing time of wondering God what's it going to look like I don't know what to do here uh should I keep imitating these people that's questions like that you know it's like Zacchaeus who gets radically saved and it's like well how do you go back to being a tax collector (laughs) you know because the whole job was kind of ripping people off. How am I going to do this ethically now? It's great, you know, that salvation has come to my home, but how am I going to make it look now? And these are the kind of questions I was wondering. But I said, God, I trust you. You're going to work this out. And, and you know, I had someone that spoke to me. At, uh, I don't know when it was. As I said, not good with maths. It was a few years back. And it was a, uh, it was condemning what they'd said. Not convicting. You know, when people can sometimes convict you and say, hey, Ben, I really think as a brother in Christ, you know, I wouldn't do this. And But this was a email that I got that was saying that all the people that I'm imitating are evil and I shouldn't be doing it. And it was a real slander of what I was doing. And it just knocked the wind out of my sails. Now, with anything that comes, you know, I ask the Lord, is there any truth in this? And God, if there is, show me. Um, but I also realized, you know, after a lot of uh, prayer and just meditating on the Lord God and saying, what do I do with this? And I had a friend of mine who's, he's a pastor in America, in um, California. He talks like this. He's like, you know, Ben, uh, he kind of sounds like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> you know, he says like Goliath's sword. Goliath's sword? Now, that was my, my thought, you know, because we all know the story of David and Goliath. But he said, you know, Goliath's sword, the same sword that Goliath, you know, and he is 12 feet tall. So I'm six foot three. And and, and David was probably three foot six. So imagine he's got a sword bigger than him, probably, probably as tall as me, being wielded at him to kill David. Moments later, that very same sword is what David picks up and lops Goliath's head off. The same sword. And anyway, he was telling me this in, in, in saying that, you know, perhaps what I have had has been in an industry and, you know, imitating people who, yeah, they are evil because no one is good. No, not one. And whether we should have watched some of these movies or not, we all know what some of these voices sound like. So, I could throw them out and say, I'll never do them again. Or I could say, how do I now use this for good and turn it back on the enemy's head? It's a bit like, you know, the story of uh, Esther and, you know, Haman creates these gallows and Haman's a bad guy. Well, that's a pretty cool name, right? (laughs) Think about it. I wouldn't name a child Haman, but it'd be cool. Like just, you know, for someone to say, hey man, how's it going? Hey man, what's up? Hey man, you doing well? Just be cool for that point of view. But he was a bad guy, really bad guy. But the same gallows that he made is the same gallows that he was hung on. And it's a picture of the cross. You know, what was meant for evil 
was used for the incredible good. You know, the cross is a torturing device uh, that Romans used to crucify everyone that was a criminal. And this is bad, but God used it for good. And in the same way, you know, there's so many things throughout Scripture that you see, even the plunder that uh, Israel had taken from Egypt. Taken, you know, Egypt represents the world. I mean, it was Egypt, right? But it, it's it's symbolic of the world. And uh, the plunder that was taken from the Egyptians that the Israelites had, you know, out of something that was evil, was used for the construction of the temple. Isn't that amazing? God could have actually said, no, we don't want to keep that. That's pure evil. But he actually used it for good. And in the same way, we are the temple. Paul says, do you not know that you are the temple? You see, God could just destroy us because we've been evil. But God then uses us who are evil, turns us around and uses us for good. Isn't that great? Because you might have something in your life where you feel like you're condemned over. Like I had something in my past, something I've done that I wish I hadn't done. And what do I now do with that? Well, repent, of course, if there's something that's evil in your life that you need to have done, but you're trusting God. But now how do I use this for good? When I'm talking about it, using it to glorify God as a testimony. You know, like Joseph said, you know, when he was uh, thrown in uh, a pit by his brothers, <laughs> You know, that's pretty bad right there. That's pretty evil. And then sold. Uh, who does that to their brother? I mean, you know, there's sibling rivalry, but man, that's a whole new level. And yet he says, as for you, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And I like to think the same thing. It's, it's, it's like Goliath's sword. You know, it's that same thing that's trying to destroy, trying to kill your life that God can now use back on the enemy and use it for good. So I hope this... Um, brings some encouragement to you that God can use even something as crazy as comedy and voices to give glory to God. Um, and I hope God will do the same in your life. So, uh, hey guys, thanks for watching uh, Thunder Down Under with Ben Price. And I look forward to uh, seeing you in another episode real soon. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.